Purchase new wiper blades from O'Reilly Auto Parts today and we'll install them for free. See better and drive safer with O'Reilly Auto Parts. Oh, 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 O'Reilly Auto Parts. Hey everyone, welcome back. Before we get into the stories, I need to give a graphic warning for story number four, as it mentions some form of sexual assault. I'll also have that story labeled in the timestamps in case you want to skip it. And if you want to send your own story, you can send it at southerncannibal.com. All that being said, let's get started. And remember, to always stay hungry. I've been thinking of submitting this story for quite some time. I don't know if it's good enough, but it's honestly the creepiest and scariest moment of my life. So here it goes. I live in Poland in a studio flat. My neighborhood is pretty safe. I've lived here for almost four years, and only one or two bad things have happened. It probably helps that I have municipal police literally downstairs. This happened early this year in January. I was getting ready for bed. I made sure that my door was locked. I'm kind of paranoid about that, so I checked probably like three times just to be sure. But this night, I didn't put the key into the lock. I remember this stupid article saying if you do that, it actually helps thieves or something like that. I have a cat, and that'll be important later in the story. I go to sleep, earplugs in my ears because I can't sleep without them. It was one or two in the morning when I woke up. I then see my two neighbors standing right next to my bed. I then freaked out and screamed because how on earth could they get into my apartment? Then the lady says that when she was coming back from work, she had saw my cat on my staircase and she noticed my door was slightly opened. She was scared to come inside by herself. So she went upstairs and got her husband to come with her. Here's the chilling part. I knew that I locked the door. I just knew it. There were no signs of burglary. So how the hell did someone get in? Nothing was missing. Nothing was stolen. I had my laptop on the table and it was still here. I immediately called my landlord and he told me to call the police. So I did. They came in and checked everything. The only other possible way to get inside was through the balcony. But I live on a second story, and from the first floor balcony you would need a ladder to get to mine. The police had told me that I was sleepwalking, but when I put away my keys, I had put them in a very specific spot, and they were still there, exactly where I put them. I know that I wasn't sleepwalking, and I know I locked the door. The next day, I had talked to my landlord's wife. She was so unbothered that it made me cry. I was so scared that night that I didn't sleep, and I had to take a day off work because I didn't want to leave the apartment just in case the potential intruder came back and killed my cat. Yeah, I'm that kind of cat mom if you know what I mean. Back to the story. She, the wife, then tells me that she also had a similar experience when they lived there too. She was reading when the neighbor's dog just came in through the door. And here's the part that made me lose it. 
she said that the door just sometimes bounces off the hinges and opens itself. How in the world? I mean, can that really happen? And if so, why wasn't I informed about it when I moved in? I don't buy it, honestly. But I made them check the door a few days later, and they said everything was fine. However, they didn't even change the locks. But I pay really low rent, so I guess that's the price of it. To this day, I have no idea what happened, and I don't even want to know. It took me a few solid months to move on. You really think you're safe in your own house until something like this happens. Now I always make sure that I put my keys into the lock, and I even have a stool against the door. When we thought the door had just opened itself, I had a thought that maybe my cat then opened it wider. I don't know. This is so strange, and I hope nothing like this ever happens again. And I owe my cat for being a scaredy shit so she didn't run away and was just chilling outside the door. She got treats and snuggles the next day. And of course, my sweet neighbors who cared enough to check on me. I'll never forget that. So yeah, that's my weird and creepy story. I also have a message for anyone that's listening. Make sure you're safe in your own house. Even if that means checking the doors and windows dozens of times. Losing that sense of safety really makes you hopeless and fearful like you've never felt before. Stay safe, everyone. I'm a 24-year-old female living in Savannah, Georgia. My husband and I moved into a town home in the suburbs in May of 2023. For the most part, we have enjoyed our time here, despite it being pretty expensive. The only thing I would change about this place is our neighbors. We live on the end unit of the block of townhomes, so luckily we only have neighbors on one side of us. But unfortunately, those neighbors are just not the ones you would want. It all started about two or three months ago when we moved in. We met them, and at first, I thought they were pretty nice and friendly. But as time went on, things changed. Our townhome now constantly smells like weed, despite it being illegal still in the state of Georgia. While annoying, it's not something we were going to the authorities or landlord with, but now I'm not so sure. Right around Christmas time, we were home getting our things together to go out of town to Augusta, Georgia for the holidays to see and be with my husband's family. It was around 9pm when we suddenly started hearing yelling and banging. Assuming it was the TV or loudspeakers our neighbors had, we ignored it. But when it kept happening for another five minutes and we heard a loud blood-curdling scream, we knew that something was seriously wrong. My dog, which is a 60-pound coon hound, was barking and growling at the door. Even our two cats were freaking out near the windows. My husband and I gave each other a look, trying to figure out what to do. My husband got his 9mm pistol and walked to the door as he then instructed me to get my phone out and be ready to call 911. I did as I was told while he crept to the door to look through the peephole. As he was doing so, a loud pop went off, signifying a gunshot. It came from the direction of our neighbor's house. My husband and I immediately gathered our dog and two cats 
and ran upstairs to the back bedroom away from any of the windows. I then called 911 and I told them what happened. Cops were soon at our neighbor's house along with an ambulance. Our neighbor was being stretched out and loaded into the back of an ambulance. The cops knocked on our door about 20 minutes later and asked us a bunch of questions. Turns out my neighbor was a local drug dealer. He owed money to someone and couldn't pay it, so he took revenge. I guess a guy showed up to our neighbor's house and had beat up his girlfriend, which was the screaming we heard, and then he shot our neighbor square in the chest. Last I heard, he was stable, and he's now living with his uncle in the next city over. Rest assured, my husband and I will definitely not be renewing our lease. Thank you all for listening, and be safe out there. Get ahead of postage rate increases this year with Stamps.com. It's like your own personal post office. Sign up with promo code PROGRAM for a four-week trial plus free postage and a free digital scale. No long-term commitments or contracts. That's Stamps.com code PROGRAM. This only happened a few months ago, and I don't even know if this guy still lives next door to me, but this really scared my family and I. I've been living in my village for about two years now, and we live next door to a little old lady and her one son. We're not really the kind of family that gets close with our neighbors. We're always civil, say hello, and our how are yous, but that's about it. The lady we live next door to has lived there for years. She seems pretty pleasant. I've never really spoken to her apart from a smile. She never smiles back, by the way. But my parents have spoken to her, and they said she seems nice enough. My mom and dad even gave her a lift home from town once, so I thought she was a normal old lady. As for her son, again, I've seen him about, but I've never spoken to him. We do hear him shouting next door sometimes, but we just thought that he's shouting at a games console or something. Anyway, I live with my mom, dad, brother, and partner, so it's a full house. And boy was I happy that my dad was home when this all went down. One night when we were all asleep, we were rudely awakened at about 2.30am to pounding on our front door. We have a little Jack Russell, so he had started barking his head off. The banging was really loud. It sounded like someone was trying to break into the house. I was terrified. My dad went downstairs to the front door, and he decided to open the door. Yes, I had to go at him for this the next day because this person could have gotten into our house, or even worse, he could have had a knife or a weapon. When my dad opened the door, he was met by a man. My dad had then asked, Um, what's the problem? To which the man replied back with, What's your fucking problem? My dad in an instant, which, thank God for quick reflexes, slammed the door shut in the man's face and then locked the door. The man started to bang on the door yet again, and when he realized no one was going to answer it, he walked away. I was in my bedroom at the time, and I had looked out my window. I was trying to get a good look at the guy. The guy was shouting outside our house, then I saw him walk to my neighbor's house where the old lady lives, and that's when I then heard someone say, Mate, if you don't fucking stop, I'm calling the police. Then the man disappeared. We were all in shock. 
The village we live in is very quiet. Nothing happens here at all. So we were definitely all pretty shaken. We were pretty much all awake for the rest of the night. Every slight noise scared me. My partner managed to sleep through all of it and only woke up when I accidentally stepped on him to look out the window, which he wasn't very happy about. He felt really bad the next day when he saw how shook up we all were. The next day, we were all very alert. I kept my eyes peeled for this guy because I wanted to know who the hell he was. Well, about two days later, my partner and I were on our way to work, and there were lots of police that drove past us very quickly with sirens going. I had a bad feeling, so I had messaged my brother asking if everything was okay. I got no reply until I got to work and then got a message from my dad. As it turns out, the man lived next door. Turns out this old lady didn't just have one son. She had two. My dad then told me that the man was carried out of my neighbor's house in handcuffs and on a stretcher. I felt relieved that he was going to get some help that he so clearly needs, and that hopefully he wouldn't come knocking again. But I was also thinking about how this guy lived next door, and none of us knew. Well, he ended up being back two days later, so I bought a ring doorbell straight away. Just so you all know, we didn't call the police. Maybe we should have, but we didn't. If he knocks on our door again, we definitely will. So a few weeks later, my mom was walking down our street and had bumped into another neighbor. This neighbor is someone my mom talks to sometimes. Not close to her or anything, but she seems like a nice lady. My mom had told her what happened, and the lady instantly told us that it was definitely her neighbor's son. Turns out the lady who lived in our house before had the same problem with this guy, but that he used to do it all the time. My mom was absolutely shocked by this. Luckily, we haven't seen this guy since. The little old lady next door hasn't spoken to us since. We think it's because she's ashamed, which is fair enough. But at the same time, I really think we're owed an apology or some kind of explanation. We could have easily called the police on this guy. We always say to ourselves that it's really lucky that he did this to us and not some single mother or someone vulnerable. But I don't ever want to go through this or see him again. I still get sleepless nights thinking that this guy will come back banging on our door. But I really hope it doesn't happen. My name is Summer, and this happened about a month ago. I had just gotten back from my boyfriend's house, and I was making my way out of the parking lot when I heard two white men shouting to what I assumed was their mother, saying, Listen, if a girl comes up to me and she asks for help, I'm gonna help her. I'm pretty sure they were drunk. I mean, it was a Friday night after all, but I was intrigued with the conversation and I pretended to check my mailbox as I listened. Then he says, We gotta go inside. Like, man, she said she felt weird in her pants. I don't fuck with that. I mean, clearly something's wrong. How long until the police get here? He then tried to enter into the section of my apartment complex. Now, we have key fobs that open the glass door to the different sections, but the key fob will only open your section. No one else's. He didn't live in my section, 
but his family were waiting for a girl to come. As I walked over to my section, I saw three Indian-looking men come out to talk to the white family, which the white family kept saying, Bring her out. She needs to wait out here with us. Something isn't right. You look pretty well-dressed. What do you do for work? The Indian people were pretty quiet, and they kept it short. Then responding, I work at a factory here. At this point, I'm very interested in this conversation, and as nosy as I am, I stayed and listened, not even hiding I was eavesdropping. The white mother then came over to me with what I assumed was her daughter, and they then told me, We were taking out the trash, and this girl looked so scared. She then came up to us and asked us for help. She said that she came here from Texas and she thought something was done with her drink, as well as how the inside of her pants didn't feel right. We think that they sex trafficked her here. We were waiting for the police to come, but I don't know if the girl's going to come out from the building. And just then, the girl started to come down from the stairs. She looked like she was either Mexican or Indian. I couldn't really tell. I know that she was young though, maybe 17 or 18. The other girls and I then went up to her, and then she said, I can't stop shaking. I don't know what's happening. I asked her if she needed a hug, but she said no, which was understandable. I had never been in this kind of situation before, and I didn't want to bombard the poor girl with questions especially when she so clearly looks like she can't even form a thought. The other woman then embraced her and consoled her, and then told her, You can wait with us till the police get here. They're on their way. Are you okay with dogs? We have a little dog in our car. We had escorted her outside, and the girl wanted to wait in the car with the white folks. As they were passing the Indian men talking to the guys, one of the Indian men then said, you want to go with them? You don't feel safe with us? You want to go to the hospital? Yeah, okay. So should I just buy you a plane ticket back to Texas? Each question they asked, it was like a parent belittling their kid. Oh, you don't want to take a nap? Okay, so I guess you don't want to go to Disneyland either. I'll just return the tickets since you don't want to listen. With each question, the girl was more hesitant and scared to give a truthful answer. She then said... Yes, I want to go with them. But she ignored the rest of the girls waiting in the car, and the men continued to talk. One of the Indian men then said that her brother had died, and how they had brought her out here to get her away from it or whatever, and that she was fine. At this point, the Indian men were starting to stare at me, and each time they talked to each other, they'd speak a different language. I started to feel unsafe. Like if it's true that they trafficked or raped her, I was really hoping they wouldn't scout me in my place too. It would be pretty easy for them since we were in the same section. I went upstairs and brought out my German Shepherd out to the balcony to still listen to what was happening, but to also show the Indian men that I have a big scary German Shepherd in hopes that it would discourage them from any idea that I could be the next victim. But while sitting up there, I could see the Indian men keep looking at me and my dog and one of them actually tried to roll up my dog, whispering and staring at him to get him to bark or something. The police eventually did come out and talk to both parties. After walking my dog outside, the cop had started to leave as well as the car with the girl in it. 
This is why I assumed the girl wasn't a minor, since she could decide to leave with the strangers. Right when I had seen the cop just about to leave, I had ran up to him and I asked him if he could escort me to my door, because the Indian people were still out there by the door. He then asked me who the apartment manager was, and he told me to notify them of this. He said that he'd escort me, and he asked if I knew anything about the situation. I just told him, the Indian people do live across from me. I don't see them much, but they're not very sociable neighbors. It always seems like there's a lot of guests in their apartment, but other than that, I really don't know much about them. However, the girl, I do think something happened to her. When I'd first seen her, it was like her eyes and body were screaming with fear. When I made it back to my apartment, I did notice that there was another cop speaking to the Indians. So I went back on my balcony to listen and be nosy yet again with my dog. From what I could hear, the cop was saying, Yeah, I'm pretty sure the girl was intoxicated. And of course, my dog bumps into my patio chair and the metal makes a loud ass clank. Of course, my dog blew my cover, which was pretty embarrassing. The last thing I heard before I went inside was the Indian guys were playing it off by saying, Yeah, I really feel attacked here. I didn't do anything wrong. I know I'm Indian, but that's just my ethnicity. I have no idea what was done after this, and I've never seen the girl after that. I don't know what happened to her or where she is now, but I really hope she's okay. Hey everyone, that's about it for today's stories. If you have your own story that you would like to send, you can send it in at southerncannibal.com or you can email it at southerncannibalstories at gmail.com. I look forward to telling your story. Have a good night or good day everyone, and remember to always stay.